0: reunited and it feels so good ready
1: ready
2: let's do it
0: (laughs) you are listening to the only episode 43 of one two three yes wrestling there will ever be on this week's show we have a ton of nxt and aew news The finals for the King of the Ring bumped off the pay-per-view, and Cedric Alexander's Big Night. That and so much more. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all podcasts and social media services. And if you want to join the conversation, shoot us an email at 123yeswrestling at gmail.com. But for now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to 123 Yes Wrestling, where we are the only, only wrestling podcast that's going to bring any love back to professional wrestling. I am Chris, and as always, I am joined by Corey and Ed. How are we doing, guys? What, wait a
2: minute. Wait, we're all here? Yep. You, you, you mean we're all recording together at the same time and we can all conversate? Yep. And Nobody wanted awesome to watch interview. the Carolina
0: game. And
1: I'm I'm watching the Carolina game, too, in the corner of the screen, but also I just want to give Chris some some love for editing the masterpiece of last week's episode where we had Corey recording from one time zone, we'll just say, and myself recording from another. It was a lot of fun to listen to that.
2: Hey, yeah. we do what we got to do for our listeners because that's, that's what we are. That's what 123 Yes Wrestling is all about. Exactly. Bring, bring in the so, love. So anyway, we have to. Now, I, I do have to, since we always start off, you know, talking about, you know, our, our lives at the moment, I think I got to paint a picture for everyone, you know, after all, I am the oldest of the three. Um, I want you to know what 37 years old is like, because some people might be young that are listening and they may not envision exactly what 37 is like. And I'm going to paint this picture for you. So... On Sunday, uh, for the last couple Sundays, I've been participating at my church, you know, because that's, you know, what you do when you get older, you participate in stuff, you get active. Well, I'm participating in a charity football game. We're going to be raising money for first responders, which is an awesome thing. My pastor has been doing this kind of thing for a couple years now. I've turned him down every year he's asked me to participate because I've always done either a marathon or 5K or something like that, and I never want to get injured. Well, this year he asked me again, I'm like, okay, I'm not training. So I we go to practices on Sunday. Now I'm thinking that this is just fun intramural stuff. Well, it's apparently legit. The two there's two coaches, one coach for offense, one for defense, and they're teaching you routes and plays and football language, you know, posts and outs and ins. So, obviously, me, given a runner, they're going to try me in receiving positions. Well, they're, let's just paint this picture for you. So, I run out, and I'm running like I'm going to go out to the end zone, and the quarterback is just going to launch the ball. This is what we call the, the game winner. And he launches it my way, and it's up high in the sky, and I'm turning to look, and I'm looking, and I'm looking because it – Dawned on me, I don't know where the ball is. I'm literally looking in the sky, and I don't know where the ball is. <laughs> so then, all of a sudden, I turn my head and just look the other way, and all of a sudden, boink! It hits me smack dab on the top of my head. Now, that but my, I'm, I'm that guy on the team now. I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs>
1: It makes me and feel then, any better. I've been hit in the head with every ball known to man throughout my life, except for a bocce ball and a golf ball. Thank God.
2: Now, to top this off, at the end of the practice, our last play, you know, when we were playing with the defense, we did a little scrimmage, and then my I was supposed to do this old post route. And the funny thing is the ball never got to me. But when I did this post route, I cut in towards the middle part of the field, and i was looking at the quarterback i wasn't paying attention to what was in front of me i literally ran into another guy hard and when i say hard he hit my chest i don't know it i don't know what part of his body hit my chest but it hit it so hard my pectoral muscle is, is injured it's legit injured and i won't lie to you i'm very close to going to the doctor because i don't know if i pulled it if i tore something but i physically can't do anything that involves using my pectoral. Ooh. Yeah. That's not good. No. So uh, I, I'm waiting a couple more days because this happened on Sunday and we'll see what happens. And then, of course, to top it off right now at the Vallow household, you know, um, and she's going to kill me for referencing this thing. Thankfully, she doesn't actually listen. <laughs> um, my my wife is going in tomorrow for a colonoscopy. So. Currently in the household, let's just say the the bathroom situation is is a little serious. A little serious. I mean, not even dog wants to get involved in that area. So, ladies and
0: gentlemen, 37 for you. This is 37. This is 40. You know, there's a reason why you're always a runner, Corey, because, you know, team sports, you always got hurt every time. yeah and even running you got hurt yeah
2: Yeah. one time you fell down in that that parking
0: lot super fast Whoop!
2: and ed if you could have seen it because i mean i I hit that ground so hard
0: yeah someone grabbed his Uh. candy he started chasing it was a parking lot that had like one of those big like parking mediums Mm -hmm. you know for the parking lots it would kind of divide the different stores and Corey jumped over one and when he landed he landed in like some oil Ooh. but it was it was the stuff that covers you know what you put pour over oh yeah it was like the sawdust spill?
2: yeah and that was what made me slip because i was going so fast i didn't pay attention and as soon as i i even touched that part boom i was down quick
0: he was face first and then he got up Ooh. and he was like he just made a noise and he held his chest and he goes i gotta go and he just got in his car and left we had to like go find him later to make sure he was okay. Because <laughs> he, just, he just got in his car and just drove away. And we were like, what happened?
1: Man. Well, Corey, that, that sounds like a lot of physical pain, man. And I really hope that you get over that. I mean, I really can't say anything that eventful has happened to me this week. Uh, I got back from Milwaukee. Had a nice time at my buddy's bachelor party. Um, again, I do apologize to Corey for... Uh, not having my crap straight and uh, kind of completely forgetting that this was planned months ago. But, hey, it all worked out in the end. He got to go to All
0: Out. I'm sure he's, you know, cursing you. Cursing your name. But
1: as far as that goes, uh, I'm actually sitting in an empty office that is currently getting renovated. I'm going to be painting it and putting up some new stuff in here, so... But unfortunately, my internet connection is not good enough to be outside of this room. So I have to be plugged into the router directly. And that's why I'm looking like a very creepy man in a very creepy room right now via video feed. So.
0: Yeah, it's either that or you're, like I said, you need help. I might help be, It might be a little bit of both. I don't
1: mm-hmm.
0: know. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the curtain jerkers because I can't follow up any of that. I've just, <laughs> you know been playing Red Dead online for a couple of days. And now I'll play the Call of Duty beta it was this weekend. So I'll see you guys online. well curtain jerkers. <laughs> you guys are both just staring at me like, okay, cool. Uh curtain jerkers. We got some NXT and AEW news. You guys ready? yes Sarah man. Let's do it. You want NXT or AEW first? You know what? I'm going to NXT on this one because I I got to I got to give love to NXT. All right, let's give some love to NXT. We got kind of some information. Next week, September 18th is the first episode of NXT on USA, but the first 2 weeks, the second hour of NXT is going to air on the WWE network cuz apparently USA forgot that they're airing the last couple episodes of the USA original program Suits. So they can't they can't reschedule Suits. So NXT is going to USA for the back hour. So only the first hour from 7 to 8 central will be on. But we're here. We are here. And Triple H has been doing some conference calls now. Um, One of the big things that came out of his conference call was talking about the uh, 205 Live. And he said a lot of those superstars are going to be featured on NXT, which seems like a a natural fit, I would think. Don't you guys? Yeah. say so. Especially with that second hour, I think it'll be a good good move for them.
2: Yeah, this is interesting that they that they gotta start this
0: way where the first hour so the first hour is on USAU said? The first hour, so from seven to eight central, okay. It'll be NXT. And then the second hour is still gonna be live, but it's gonna be on the network. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it's interesting.
2: It's a strategic move. Um I hope that they front load. The NXT shows when they have to do that a little bit because, let's face the facts, I mean, the the potential number of people that you could get viewing NXT on USA is is far greater than the numbers you're going to get on the network. So, Mm -hmm. at least give us some good stuff in that first
0: hour. Obviously, you don't have to give us all of it, but, you know, front load it a little bit. Well, and I believe even on that first episode, they've already announced that Roderick Strong is going to challenge Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. And I believe even in that first one, I thought I heard somewhere that uh, the Undisputed Era is going to defend the tag titles against the uh, Street Profits. So they got a couple big matches, and we assume that that first episode is going off the air with all of you know Undisputed Era draped in gold so you just figure that that's where that's going but it'll be good to have the 205 live superstars it'll be kind of like nitro and the cruiserweights you know having that extra pop and you know what another good thing is about
2: this is the fact that nxt gets to get on the network before aew gets started so it's like they got a potential opportunity to you know even if it's just a couple weeks to kind of you know get yourself established set the bar grab your audience you know, let's try to make it difficult for them to truly switch over to AEW.
1: I mean, it could be a big win for the WWE Network and a weird twist of fate, too, because if they put on a good product in that first hour, and I'm a casual fan just tuning into USA to watch wrestling, and I happen to watch NXT, and I'm like, man, that was a really good first hour. Let me see if I can go ahead and sign up for this free subscription really quick to see what's going on on the other half, you know? So even though it's like probably it came out of no- nowhere, We have to remember that WWE for many years booked, you know, the Monday Night Raw, the War Zone and then the Raw Zone. And you almost did see kind of a different show in those two hours. So I think it's going to be a win for them. And I think hopefully if they play their cards right, they might get some network subscriptions out of it, too. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they were also talking about, I guess, starting next year, the takeover schedule is going to be completely changed because they're not doing a takeover with the Royal Rumble. That was the first one that they saw when they put the Royal Rumble packet ticket packages on sale was that they're doing a World's Collide event that Saturday and not a takeover. And they said that Triple H said that they want the takeovers to be their own weekends. So takeovers are going to be their own thing, whether or not they match up with AEW or something like that. But I don't know what they're waiting for, but they said they're going to get that schedule out soon as to when takeovers are. So, you know, NXT really is as Corey has been wanting And as they kind of have been, they are really going to be the third brand here.
2: Yeah, and I'm super excited at this idea of splitting away from the WWE pay-per-views. Because it's like, you know, like I said, that's the way you establish your own identity. And boom, you know, we got our third brand. And quite honestly, it could be a brand that could top the WWE product,
0: you know, Raw and SmackDown. Now, I know everyone likes talking about this being a war and everything, but Triple H did mention that, you know, when they were, everyone was accusing him of going on Wednesday nights to challenge AEW. And he said, well, you know, we've been on Wednesday nights at this time slot for five years, right? Yep. And that's a true point that a lot of people keep forgetting is that Wednesday nights has been NXT nights for years now at this point. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, they're getting this deal. And yeah, they're going to be, you know, same time as AEW and the, the expansion is, you know, can make you be a little suspicious, but I mean, Wednesday nights is NXT night. And it's been for the, a while now. And, and the funny thing is, is that AEW didn't see this coming.
2: They purposely avoided Monday because of raw. They purposely, you know, are avoiding when SmackDown is on. There's only so many days left in your option. And obviously you're not going to pick a weekend. So, Wednesday was, you know, the smart idea. They they figured that that time slot was open, L- you know, not thinking that at some point maybe something that was on the network on Wednesdays could potentially wind up on TV to watch. So, hey, you know what? AEW, this is, it's called it, competition. It, re-
1: it really is going to be great for everybody that watches wrestling on Wednesdays because here's what's happening. The NXT people, both that are on the show that develop the show and watch the show are like exactly like triple H said, like this is what we've been waiting for this. Like we worked hard to get to this point. We've made this show this important over the last few years that it's going on regular television. And then all of a sudden you have all these other side chatters saying, well, AEW, AEW. And it's like, no, we don't want to hear that. And then you got AEW who's like, Hey, we're just trying to, you know, get out there and, you know, get our product on television and make a name for ourselves. And now they are basically probably feeling like WWE is coming after them. What does that do? That puts two products square in line to each other to outdo each other. And who's going to win? Wrestling fans. I think we're going to see and great shows, really great shows.
2: The the only thing that I, AEW definitely needs to sharpen up, um, they got to get that time the timing down because they they've really struggled at these pay per views with making sure matches go a certain length so that they can get everything they need on the card done. And when
0: you go on the network TV, you got no extra time. Well, and that's so that's the real big hurdle for AEW is you know NXT and all those people. I mean they're groomed to be on TV. I mean that's the whole point of NXT is to groom these people to be ready for TV. And AEW is filled with a roster of people who don't know how to be on TV. So they're going to have all of these people that need to get trained of where the hard camera is, how to cut a promo, what do you need to – I mean, that's a lot of work. And especially in those early weeks, I mean, it's going to – they're going to be completely two different products to a point outside of the wrestling. Yeah. You know, it's just from the – just a TV standpoint, you know, NXT is going to look so much more polished unless AEW really puts it together. And hopefully that's not a, a hindrance for AEW. Yeah, they they got a long road ahead of them. I mean, they're definitely, it's not going to be easy. And then hopefully, and as I think we all saw coming, a lot of the NXT UK stars are reportedly moving to the US to be part of NXT. And specifically mentioned were Pete Dunne, who's shown up quite a bit recently, and Tony Storm um, from the women's division. Um, those good additions to NXT, you think? Pete Dunne. Oh my God. Oh, my God.
2: Beyond good. So beyond good. I mean, and this is the part where I, you know, as long as, you know, and Triple H claim that Vince is not going to have his hand in this, but you bring those guys over. I mean, goodness, I think Ed, you and I, I think we're at NXT when we saw Pete Dunn, who um, had that phenomenal match with Tyler, um, Bates. Tyler Bates. Tyler Bates. And I mean, Chris, if you would have heard that crowd, that was, it was the craziest crowd for a match that i'll be honest with you i've ever experienced i mean and for two guys that are not u.s guys and historically u.s fans struggle to connect to foreign wrestlers but i mean god pete dunn i mean i i hope all the u.s fans give him an opportunity because i mean that dude is just solid and anybody they bring from over there i i think is solid
1: well like i was telling you guys earlier i've been watching the cardiff show and i'm just blown away and i really think what's good for the the british and you know we'll just say the nxt uk because that could mean new zealand australia this is like the cool side of the cool side of wrestling right now british strong style just has this very coolness to it and guys like pete dunn Trent seven tyler Bate are leading the charge here and pete dunn He's just going to bring a whole new you know, flair to NXT, and I would love to see even Pete Dunn make it to the main roster one day because the bruiser weight is money in anything he does.
0: Yeah, I still remember when they put him in the Rumble. I think it was this year. Um, whenever year he was in the rumble and I just remember like Drew McIntyre ran up to him and he just grabbed Drew McIntyre's finger and twisted and Drew McIntyre was down on his knees. Like he just took him down and I was like, Ooh, I don't even know if they'd want to make Drew McIntyre look like that, but I did not mind that they did. (laughs) And then Tony storm, I know would be a big deal for the women's division, especially with Shayna Baszler having a hard time. I personally haven't gotten into Tony storm yet. Like there's just something about her. That's just, I don't know. I haven't seen anything from her that really gets me going, but I'm, I'm still aware of the name and, you know, like well, they, I said, it's,
1: they just brought uh, Rhea Ripley in on this week's episode of NXT too, uh yeah. which is a big deal. Cause she was from NXT UK and she actually looks like she could take Shayna Baszler. I like, know physically that's... looks like she could.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like Rhea Ripley. She's a, she's a beast. And yeah, uh, uh, bringing in some of these people, you know, because that was the question that everyone asked is who's going to challenge Shayna Baszler. So then bringing in a couple of these people, you're like, oh, yeah, they do have these UK people, who these women that can go. So it be exciting to see, especially with a, a pending draft coming up, to see where some of these people end, which here in the next couple of weeks as we get closer to that and we get see how all this NXT, AEW stuff shakes out, I want us to do a mock draft as to who would go where to see that. So look forward yeah. to that in the next couple of weeks, uh, but we're going to move on to a E W and then first up as a uh, bring back or an update for the missing heavyweight championship as I'm sure everyone has heard. It was found in the middle of the street <laughs> <laughs> and getting a guy and his wife drove, saw the felt bag, picked it up, threw it in the car. They said they didn't look at it until they got home, which I thought think is weird, but whatever. And then they saw it was a, championship belt and looked like they were trying to sell it until they saw all of the hubbub on the internet and realized maybe we should call the cops and it ended up going back and he ended up getting a couple hundred bucks from the limo company for returning it so the championship has been found Corey, you're off the hook a little bit of the bubbly i know guys i mean the the pressure the heat
2: i mean i i was constantly looking over my shoulder and you know, even my wife was giving me a look that was making me a little suspicious. So I had to give in, guys. I had to let well, it go. She's just
1: suspicious in general sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but she's got that look, man, and it can just know. really drill into the
0: seeds of your brain. I know. <laughs> So then also AEW was teasing this week that JR and Tony Schiavone would be their lead announcers for their TV show. What do you think about having two play-by-play guys being on the same booth?
2: Uh, go ahead, Ed. I, well, I, I, I can I'm, see you guys I'm both curious. thinking about it. Yeah, well, you
0: know I mean,
1: like I was, I was thinking about it, you know, even when we were, you know, going through the notes, it's like... um I think it's going to be good, but you do almost have to put someone between them as well, just so it doesn't get too over the top. But I think they'll be good together. I think it'll bring a certain uh, balance to the commentary that it, it really does need right now, as we talked about in previous episodes. But hopefully it's not just both of them. Uh, because then one of them would have to kind of stop being such a play-by-play by, play-by-play guy, which might hurt that person. So hopefully it's a three-man team or they get a third person in to balance them out.
2: Well, see, and that's my question. That's why I hesitated with the answer. And it's like, how many people are there? Because right now they already have three. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy that wears a mask, which I'm still kind of struggling to accept uh, an announcer with a mask on. But, um, I mean, if you add Tony Shivani okay, who else is it? Is this now a four-man group, a five-man group? Obviously, that's too many. So sh- give me the, the you know, who is the team, and then I could give you more of a thought on do I think they can work.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. And here now we're down to a couple weeks before the premiere of AEW. And last up for our Curtain Jerkers. This week, and we talked about it last week, I think it was, or somewhere in there, was that Cody Rhodes was announced as the first challenger for the heavyweight championship at their next pay-per-view full gear. Do we talk about this on the show already? No. No, I don't think we really talked about it. I know someone was talking about – I I think that was Corey last week talking about how Cody Rhodes should go forever without challenging for the belt. Yes. (laughs) And then it was like literally the next day after we recorded that, they announced. And that was my big confusion as to why would they announce this when they have TV so close? Why wouldn't they build this on TV? This pay-per-view isn't until November 9th. Is it just that they're addicted to now getting these sellouts so they need to get as much of the card out as possible to try to sell out as fast as possible?
2: I, I definitely think it's that, because what other answer could it be? Um, Yeah, and, and, uh, th- this one gave me mixed reaction. I mean, of course, uh, a Cody-Jericho match. Am I worried about what the match is going to look like? No, it'll be fine. I'm not even worried about the story. I know the story will be fine, but Chris, you, made, you said exactly what, what my thought was. Why couldn't you just let the show tell the story and then announce it? The fact is, right now, all this stuff is going to sell because we're still in the honeymoon stage of AEW. Until we go to the weekly show, and we're well into the weekly show, is all this stuff going to kind of fade off a little bit? So, but you know, nonetheless, I mean, it'll be an exciting, uh, you know, story to see and see how they develop it.
1: Yeah, I also think it's totally just to make sure that they can get a leg up when it comes to ticket sales because. Uh they did announce that the numbers for the pay per view were not as strong as they wanted from a buy rate perspective. Um they did blame it on the loss of the Moxley um uh main event, obviously with Kenny Omega. But you know, they 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 are gonna start acting more like a business and not a passion project. I think we're already starting to see that. Um I am really enjoying their YouTube vignettes. They had a really good one they just posted up for Sammy Guevara. Uh, that I definitely recommend checking out. So they're definitely building the brand on, in the online platform, which is smart because that's where most of your uh, millennials and mo- a lot of your younger viewers are getting their infos from, like, YouTube. So their YouTube present- presence is really strong and the videos are very strong, but I am, I am noticing that they are doing a lot more moves with announcements that make me feel like they're starting to say, hey, we got to make a profit here. Like, this is fun and all, but we got to make some money.
0: Well,
2: well, yeah, because I mean, it's like I I just read the numbers for the all out show. And right now the pay-per-view buys are only like
0: twenty eight thousand. So, like I I said, that's one of the things that we talked about in the last couple of weeks. That's that's going to be a big their pay-per-view model. I mean, that seems at this point with everybody just going streaming, it just seems it's such an archaic model to a point You know, where it's just going to be hard to, I mean, even Impact Wrestling has their own streaming service. Now they still have their big four pay-per-views that you need to buy, uh, but they still put them on that service after a month or so. But they still do the big shows, you know, their monthly big shows are free on their streaming service. So, I mean, it's without having that and Ring of Honor as a streaming service. They have the Honor Club. You know, every wrestling organization now has that. So, I mean, realistically, I don't know how much this will hurt them, especially once you said once we get out of the honeymoon phase. And then we hit November full gear and we have a month of TV and a month of some of this seeing what this product is. You know, what are the buys going to be for that? I mean, are they going to be better than All Out? They have to be. I mean, they have to be better. They have but to be. will they be? I mean, well, we- that's what I
1: mean. Like, we, there's a, there's no question. It's a matter of if, but they have to be because TNT is not going to be an idiot in this either. So if this starts falling on its face, they'll just get canceled. And I guarantee you, they don't want that. So this is their chance. They are in a position that no other wrestling promotion has been in since WCW. Um, even in Impact's you know best days, they weren't on a network as big as TNT. So they can't fall on their face because if they fall on their face, they're done.
0: So it will be an interesting watch, and I'm super excited that we are almost here. Because football's back, I signed up for YouTube TV, so I will have TV to watch the premiere of AEW before I cancel it again because that's about as long as my attention span runs, but... <laughs> I will have TV for the premiere and we will go back to the good old days of flipping the channels. And I am excited about that idea. But now I think we've had enough curtain jerking. It's time for the mid card wrap up. And we start that every week, whether you like it or not with the sits and fits from Mr. Fitness. Jesus Christ, gym rats. The whole gang is
2: finally back. I mean, God, what in the heck is everybody doing these days? isn't like two-thirds of the group unemployed I mean it doesn't make any sense hello wannabe gym rats my name is mr. fitness and this is mr. fitness's time of the month rant otherwise known as sits and fits wait does that offend you suck it up in one of the most weirdest tournaments in the history of organized competition We finally have the final set for the King of the Ring. And who do we have? Shorty G, Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin. And now we we find out that the finals is set to be on Monday Night Raw? Insert my PMS moment. Would someone please tell me how in the world we got here? I mean, Drew McIntyre out early in the tournament. Somehow Shane replaces Elias. And now the finals has taken off class of the champions and is now going to be next week on Raw. What's the point? The tournament was hyped to be at the pay per view. So why change it? That's like Mr. Fitness is at a restaurant. He asks for steak. And then the waiter says we don't have it. So I settle for chicken. But instead, the waiter gives me beef. God damn it, Vince. I ordered the damn steak. So please, give me the goddamn steak! And why and why for the love of protein is Shane even in the match? This is like the damn waiter decided to replace my side of green beans for deep fried butter. I don't want the goddamn butter, Vince. So could you at least give me the dessert I want? I want you to make Baron Corbin king of the ring. If Shorty G wins, I am committing fitness suicide by taking a bath in butter and mayonnaise. In fact, what is going on lately? I mean, Corey can't catch a football to save his life. Ed is forgetting that he has weddings. And even though the man's unemployed, he's gone out of town multiple weekends. I mean... Who's paying for all this? I mean, my tax dollars? Your tax dollars? Chris? Chris is apparently going through an identity crisis by growing out his hair. Now he looks like a bum? Corey's wife is pooping Niagara Falls over here? Is Mr. Fitness in the stupid Twilight Zone? That's it. I'm cutting this promo short. I quit again. I'm taking my talents to impact wrestling. What? You thought I'd say AEW? You know what? Screw AEW. <sighs> okay. My time of the month rant is over, gym Rats. And this is Mr. Fitness reminding you, don't sit.
1: Just stay fit. That was like his pipe bomb. <laughs> it took him 43 episodes, but that was definitely the one that got me hit to have goosebumps.
2: This week, Boy, you know, he, he disappears for like an episode
0: or two, and man, he comes back hot. Apparently the King of the Ring is what did him in. Apparently. And that's going to be the first thing we're going to talk about. The king of the ring because the finals are here. And as Mr. Fitness just said, it got bumped from Clash of Champions. Wah, wah. So we can make sure to fit in Fire and Desire versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. That has to be on the pay per view, not the king of the ring. That's right. But it's a championship. So, I mean, I guess I got to give them that. But even then, if you're going to pull, there is one match that's on this card that isn't for a title. And it's Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. And is that a match we need to see over the King of the Ring tournament? I don't think so, because there's no one asking for that match. But we'll get into that when we get into our class of champions. But right now we're talking about the King of the Ring. And as he said, Baron Corbin, my pick, (laughs) made it. He won the triple threat. I didn't think he was going to make it through that triple threat. It was a solid triple threat um, with Ricochet, Samoa Joe, and Baron Corbin. I really thought Joe, I went back and forth. I could have gave reasons for all three of them to win. But if Chad Gable is winning on SmackDown, I would have rather seen Chad Gable and Ricochet just tear the house down at the pay-per-view, which I guess now with it not being on the pay-per-view, I really don't care about the match now because they're not going to get any time. But anyway, that's just me ranting. But yeah, so we got now a finals of Baron Corbin, Chad Gable. What do you guys think? And even let's get into how they got there, because I know Ed's got some Shane McMahon talk, and I'm ready to hear it. Well, I mean, um,
1: I've actually really enjoyed this King of the Ring. I've said it week over week that I've enjoyed the, the journey. The matches have been good. The stories being told are excellent. And honestly, the two people that I believe had the best stories in this King of the Ring tournament are in the finals. So good job continuity there. Um, either one of these guys is going to make a big impact becoming the king of the ring. Um, I also am thinking that Baron Corbin is going to win. Uh, the only thing in the back of my head that is thinking maybe not is that they've had a run of heels winning the king of the ring over the last you know several times they've done this, which really doesn't make a difference. Um, it's all about who's going to benefit the most, which I do believe is Baron Corbin, but I wouldn't be surprised if Chad Gable gets it. Just to see, have a face King of the Ring
0: for the first time in a long time. Um, yeah, well, the gimmick doesn't work well with faces. No, you know, I mean, it, it usually really does. Whenever they win it, then those are the guys that don't want to wear the crown. They're the right. ones that don't want to milk it. They're the ones that it, you know, ruins their image or do their thing. And the heels are always like, "Oh, I'll have fun with this." And right. they, they always literally make it work. A king, right? Yeah. and that's I get it.
1: But yeah, to your point on the whole Shane McMahon thing, I, you know, we talked about it last week. You know, he's gone from television. Him and Kevin Owens are both gone from TV. And then he, he smack dab right back on SmackDown, taking over the whole show storyline wise, somehow goes into the match. It's like, where's Elias in all this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't he have an issue with that? You know, like that's that was the part. Maybe I missed it. If they did cover that on SmackDown, I well, they, apologize. they said
0: on SmackDown that uh, he broke his ankle because apparently okay. he did injure his foot. So I think he broke his ankle or has some kind of injury, so he couldn't wrestle. So it was gonna be a you know, what were they gonna do? So this is what they did. They had Shane McMahon put himself in the match and like he did at Crown Jewel, so it was very fitting in that way. But yeah, no one wanted to see it. And then when you throw Kevin Owens in there as the special referee to cheat for him, or he's gonna be fined a hundred thousand dollars, that story now just overshadows everything. The King of the the King of the Ring, it overshadows the entire story they've had with Chad Gable. I mean, it that's it, 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 not the story anymore. Now it's about Kevin Owens, you know, is he going to cheat? You know, the, it just overshadowed the whole thing, and I don't know why they would choose to do that.
1: And on top of that, and then you go right back into now we're questioning if Kevin Owens is going to be a badass again because he got fired. And it's like, well, this all of this wasn't necessary. None of it was necessary, and especially not necessary to go over with your king of the ring, which is a well-told storyline up until this point.
2: The The problem here is there's so much evidence that suggests that this was, this whole tournament bracket, the way it's shaped was never the original plan. Um, there was, there, there's talk that I, I don't know if it was Shinsuke Nakamura or the Miz, but someone from that rivalry was supposed to have more of an impact on this king of the ring tournament. Um, you know, obviously, it, Drew McIntyre, I, I think Drew McIntyre getting injured had an impact, you know, with him uh, getting out of the tournament early. But here's the thing, when you have to look at the finals, and you can go ahead and look at many of the previous King of the Ring finals, there, there's just got to be a, 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 a storytelling logic. Baron Corbin, that fits. That He, he, he fits the typical heel That would make it into the finals. Chad Gable, I mean, how much TV time has this guy gotten before the King of the Ring? Nothing, basically. He's kind of a joke. I mean, I don't know. I I don't watch 205 live. I know they're pretty much done with that, but I mean, what kind of TV time are you getting from him? And I get that sometimes you're you're trying to play the underdog story, but the underdog story only works. If the talent can play that, that role correctly, and I, I'm going to call it, I don't think Chad Gable plays the underdog role good at all. So why do I care? Because I'm supposed to want Chad Gable to win. That's the way we are conditioned or supposed to support this match. And I don't want Chad Gable to win. I want Baron Corbin to win because I just I, I can just imagine how much of a douche he's going to be wearing that freaking crown. So I want the douche to win now.
1: I mean, he would be going from a baron to a king. This rights itself. <laughs> a baron but, but that's, to a
0: commissioner.
2: But isn't that a problem? It's like we're we're Constable, wanting him constantly.
0: to win. It is a problem.
2: And, and that's a guy that we've said for many weeks has played the heel role perfectly. He's a legit heel. People hate him. But now suddenly... We're liking him because, well, it's either him or Chad Gable, and nobody wants to see him.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, Chad Gable, like, it's like, been a nice underdog story, but, like, the whole th- concept of him letting these insults get to him, and, like, it just makes him look weaker and weaker and weaker. And, you know, the thing is, like, Chad Gable in NXT was a badass. Like, when he had his ready Willing, and Gable towel yeah. and... Like, that's the Chad Gable I want to see in the King of the Ring Finals. I want right. to see a confident guy who knows how to wrestle, who is, could be the next Kurt Angle if they let him be the next Kurt Angle. It's like, I don't care about his size. And quite frankly, it's a real cheap storyline, if you ask me, and, going after somebody's size.
2: And the way Chad Gable uh, delivers promos, he delivers promos with a sign of, you know, insecurity. Right. It's definitely not NXT Chad Gable. And I'm glad that you referenced that, because I do remember the NXT
0: Chad Gable and they, he was a much different character. So yeah, this all is these... the story they want to tell. But the problem is, is that it comes across as they're just making fun of him. And then it seems like one of their bullying joke things so that I don't want to give it the time of day. Like, I'd, like I like said, NXT Chad Gable, I'd love to see Chad Gable win if they were going to do something with him. But, I mean, even if he wins, are they going to do anything with him? You know, it's like they haven't shown that they're going to. So, I mean, this would be one of those things where I'd be happy about it later after I knew what it was worth. Right. Right now, it doesn't look like it's going to be worth anything, so give me Baron Corbin. Yeah, Really. Uh, now I guess, and we won't find out Sunday. Now we'll find out next Monday, which, is, like I said, kind of almost takes the steam out of the whole damn tournament. When it, yeah, when I thought we we, like
1: that. we were I thought we were going to get a coronation at Clash of Champions, which already has a kingly feel to it. But whatever,
0: yep, Monday have, it is. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so then Raw and SmackDown this week were both in Madison Square Garden, and you can definitely tell it was a it was a nice. The way it looked and the crowd was hot for both of the both of the shows. Unfortunately, one show was much better than the other. And surprisingly, it was raw this week. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously anyone that's a a longtime fan realizes the importance of Madison Square Garden. So it's really cool that they're there. Um, I, I I did this time. I actually did like the touch of Stone Cold being there. I felt it was uh, it was entertaining for what it was and wasn't as goofy and silly as he was when they did the Raw reunion where it seemed like he was intoxicated the entire time he was doing the promo. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, Stone Cold was there to do the contract signing between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman to open the show. Austin came out. He told his couple stories about being in Madison Square Garden, and then he moved right on and put the spotlight on the the current crop of superstars and AJ Styles and the club came out or the OC came out to um, interrupt and argue about a bunch of stuff. And AJ was cracking on uh, stone cold a little bit and doing his thing. And I thought it was a, it was a nice segment. It was a good way to open the show. And Austin was, was there and he still did his stunner to AJ and still did that, but it set up the whole, whole night, which was nice. Yeah. Can I just say, and I'll let Ed speak,
2: um, AJ Styles, that segment, he put on a clinic when it came to how to be a heel. That crowd was just eating up everything he was doing and saying they were hating on him. AJ was responding to the crowd perfectly. I thought his Stone Cold impression was hilarious, uh, pretty spot on. And I felt like Stone Cold definitely was able to compliment that. That chemistry with AJ and it made it a lot of fun. I mean, even Stone Cold, given the the stunner thing, I I was really into that moment. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. It 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 all came together very nicely.
1: It was yeah, the it, perfect way to use a legend. Absolutely, yeah. the perfect way to use a legend. And that's the way if they want to bring these guys back once in a while, they it, that like did so much for everybody involved. It did stuff for the Viking Raiders. It did stuff for uh, the club. I mean, or the OC, I should say. I mean, it was just a great night of, like, just showing you, hey, if you're going to bring a legend back, that's how you give him the rub. Everybody yeah, looked great. Everybody looked that, great.
0: That segment ended and went into an AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander match, which then led to a DQ, which led to everybody running out, which led to the main event, which was a 10-man tag, which was Seth Braun, the Viking... Raiders and Cedric Alexander versus the uh, OC and then Ziggler and rude. I can't believe I pulled all that off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the match, as soon as Cedric Alexander, who had the biggest night of his career, got the clean pin on AJ Styles, stone colds music hit instead of his, which was my only little thing. Mm-hmm. Like I wish they had more time to at least give Cedric his music, but you hit stone colds music instead. And he came out and he did a beer bath with all of the current superstars, the good guys, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what you need to see. he was, Getting them over, putting them over, it was a good way, and Cedric Alexander was I mean, he was made a star that night.
1: I was so happy to mark out for the Viking Raiders because right. they are such an incredible tag team and they've been they were they've been mishandled so bad up until the last two weeks. And now like it was so good to hear in Madison Square Garden the war chant break out, like it yeah. did in NXT. And like you could tell they were having a blast, but um I was very, very happy. Uh, with that but also chugging ipas it seems so dangerous to me and <laughs> those are ipas he's got in the ring now and i was like oh my god like this is not no bud bud light or budweiser like it was in the 90s i don't know how yeah. he's doing that
0: <laughs> yeah well and... he's dumping it he's dumping it off his mouth and, right. and he was yeah. he's spitting it out where the rest of the guys were chugging them and you're just like yeah <laughs> I feel that in no. the morning Yeah, but I I did, like Chris said, I
2: actually did like the transition from the opening segment to the match with AJ and Cedric, and then it led to the the big match at the end of the night. I I like when stuff come together and it makes sense, and it was very smooth, and to me, I felt like it organically came together, not just something like what typically WWE does, where people come out into the ring and then they just randomly put something together for the sake of putting something together. To me, this made sense.
0: Yeah. And it made for a a solid raw. And then in the middle of all that, you threw the four horsewomen who they gave them time and they, I mean, they stole the show man. they, they wrestled. It was uh, Charlotte and Becky versus Sasha and Bailey in a tag match, and they just went and they just kept going and kept going. And even during that match, like that match started, and I was like, "Man, Bailey's the weakest one." Like I'm watching Bailey go, and I'm just like, eh, eh. and by the end of that match, I was like, "Damn, Bailey's going." You know, it was yeah. just like they just, man, they just are all really good, and putting them in that tag match and giving them the 20 minutes or whatever they had, they had like two commercial breaks. It was nice.
2: But that, and that's the key thing. It's like give give the good talent give them time. They know what they're doing. I mean, come on. You know, especially if you came from NXT, you know how to do a 20-minute match. Just give them the 20 minutes to be able to do it. So, and I'm telling you, I'm super excited. I can't wait till they all unite and maybe we get the the four horsewomen with against Ronda's ladies and be nice if it can happen before uh, by survivor series but you know that's just me being a little biased
0: yeah it seems like like, it seems like it could in some weird goofy way they could transition it and leave with with nxt coming up to usa now and so that puts them all kind of on an equal playing field and we don't know how these things are going to work for the big pay-per-views you know are they going to have nxt matches on some of these big pay-per-views now I don't know how when they have eleven matches every pay per view, but still I'll be honest with you. I would be totally okay if it was on an NXT
2: pay-per-view. Totally. Right. If that was if that match was on NXT because then I would at least oh, be a guaranteed. Takeover? Yes, if it was a takeover, at least I am comforted knowing that they're going to tear the house down because that's just what NXT pay per views are.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. So well, yeah, that kind of ran through Raw, and I didn't really have anything else for Raw. Was there anything else that you guys felt that you needed to get off your chest about Raw?
1: The Firefly Funhouse, of there course. There you go. Of course. This was another great addition, and I really loved that they you know, brought back the puppets, and they were doing their Stranger Danger thing, and then uh, you know, there was a nice little Easter egg with a date on the clock changing that people are trying to figure out now. But, again, it's like the balance of Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse against the fiend in the ring continues to be must-see TV. And uh, I know Corey is just as excited as I am about the future right now.
2: And the other thing they're doing right is they're not overexposing him. Like, they're they're not giving him too much TV exposure every week. And, you know, the fact is they're not even putting him in the ring on, you know, that's during uh, re- recorded TV time so and that's smart I, I think that's how this should be done um yeah I definitely got some theories on the clock and my, my theories are good theories so
1: you, good you things to share any of your yeah, there what's what's one of your theories oh, I, I it's,
2: yeah. it, it, it was instantly undertaker um, and I do think it references and I and I gotta get back on the internet and and go back and check it But I want to say that that is a date that might have been his debut at the Survivor Series 1990 for The Undertaker. Hmm. I believe. Now, Now, it's not a significant year this year because he debuted in 1990. So it's not like, you know, if if this was 2020, I guess that would be more of a a landmark year. But it's definitely Undertaker. um, And obviously there's enough...
0: Didn't they do another promo like one time? W- weren't they put flashing up a date for when Undertaker returned in that cabin and everyone thought it was going to be Sting debuting? Yes, it was going to be Sting it was, for a while. It was, yeah, it was November something. It wasn't 11-19, though, in those promos, was it? Yeah, and that I was at the
1: beginning of those vignettes. That was actually Sting was in the final negotiations with WWE, and it fell through, but those vignettes were definitely for him at first. Yeah.
2: Or or yeah, and and it's in and actually now that I'm thinking about it, the eleven nineteen just might be just November of two thousand nineteen, yeah, versus anything else, so maybe that's when either in. way,
1: I the, think we're gonna get the fiend in the main event at our survivor series, which would be awesome.
2: All I'm going to say is if they really do what I'm hearing they're gonna do and and, and make a customized belt for Bray Wyatt, good God, I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: that was good stuff. Maybe they'll do a buy one get one with the Daniel Bryan one. Ooh, Gee, I,
2: I won't. I won't wait that long. That's my problem. I, I won't wait that long. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't already have one. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm, sure I'm get it. I'm gonna get it on pre-order. They won't have it available for months, and I'll He does not even
1: want it, it yet. Order. I want it on pre-order. Damn it. Yeah. just let me pre-order you don't even have to tell me me, what it is you
0: don't have to show me what it looks like they haven't
2: even shown you a picture yet Corey. i
0: don't care don't care just take my money take my money well like i said raw had a lot of good smackdown had a lot of bad my opinion but they were back in madison square garden they opened the show with the undertaker and then they just kind of went downhill from there (laughs) (laughs) I just, Undertaker promos are what they are. And then Sami Zayn coming out, of all people, to try to tell The Undertaker to leave. It's just, it was anticlimactic, I think. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is that, and, and I hate this day and age with wrestling because now everything that WWE does, fans have to like overanalyze it, and <laughs> e- everyone has to dump every time there's a legend that comes and record a podcast. You know, yeah, record podcasts. And, and try to show the love, even though there's people on the show that moan about it. But um, I'll, uh, I'm not going to dump on SmackDown. I'm really not. I I Undertaker entrances are always neat. His promos are still solid. You know, what is his purpose right now at this point? I don't know. I mean, I hope it's to get Bray Wyatt over at this point. If that's the case, please keep coming back. But I, like I said, I I think there's changes coming. I I cannot see Fox accepting just kind of this it, it's just it's
0: not down it's not up it's just
2: flat
1: right
0: yeah and then they could be just preparing for that getting through clash of champions um we just had a lot of brawls you know rowan and roman reigns brawled around the ring it was fine um they took out all the big guns and used the the boom you know the big camera swinging stand and threw that into roman reigns and Rowan at one point picked up a fan from the crowd and powerbombed him on top of Roman Reigns it was found that hilarious
1: yeah, especially that was
0: the
2: way that that fan sold yeah. the freaking powerbomb even though they caught him and he fell so nicely but yeah. he acted like he got knocked out I'm just like oh god
0: And I enjoyed when they like showed the camera angle where you could see his family and he looked like he had his little daughter who was just like laughing hysterically. So I found that, I found that funny. I did enjoy. Uh, the Kofi Orton brawl through Madison Square Garden, the kind of re back the boom drop moment from 10 years ago in Madison Square Garden, which was the last time they were there. So that was kind of a cool thing. It got, went a little long, and then they accidentally broke that table that Kofi was sitting on. So they yeah. had to dig out another one, and it kind of dragged it a little bit. It was fine. I'm just ready for this feud to be over at this point. Yeah, it's time. I yeah, need to know where it's going. And it's been a long stretch since SummerSlam to Clash of Champions to see where this feud is going. Right.
2: I'm wondering if they just don't know where they're moving forward with Kofi, because I I think Kofi's winning. You know, I I don't think Orton's the guy to to end this. I don't
0: know. Where do
1: we go from here? You know,
0: I don't really know. I could see Orton if they want Orton's only winning if they're going to keep this feud going. But I don't think it's smart to keep this feud going. So I don't think it's worth having Orton win. I agree. Probably. it's probably just what I think. Um, and then, yeah, then SmackDown just went off the rails with Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens got fired. And so is he still owe $100,000 now?
1: No. And I'm sure now he put out a tweet like, you know, like where he, it was like a very, uh, you know, read between the lines comment about what's his future. And it just sounds like he's going to raise hell, which he should have been doing the last three weeks. So I it it's fifty fifty booking to me. That's what frustrates me the most.
0: Like I said, unless unless they're still pumping up Shane McMahon to beat Kofi Kingston, I don't understand this need to make Shane McMahon look to protect him. Um it's just really weird. But this is what they're doing. Hopefully I don't I don't like I said, I'm assuming it's just heading towards another Kevin Owens Shane McMahon match somewhere. Or Kevin Owens is going to go to NXT, as apparently he's been teasing. But Smackdown, be fine. That would be fine. Right. Good. It would be. Get that he can be the big name Good for on him. NXT Weekly. But I didn't have anything else about SmackDown, so we can... Uh, let's go let's, to predictions. Let's, yeah. let's hit up the Clash of Champions card. I pulled this list off Wikipedia, so it's in a weird order. So I'm just going to start fine. from the bottom, and it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. So then, what was announced after Raw was that AJ Styles is going to face Cedric Alexander for the U.S. Championship. It's going to be an amazing match, right? Yeah, it'll be a good match. Um, think AJ's, Cedric pulls a- off the win? No, AJ still won
1: oh. I uh, I'm going with AJ.
0: I think that's a safe. I think that's a safe bet that AJ will pull that one off. But that should be. It's one of the matches that. Uh, it's really the only match I'm looking forward to. Uh, um then we do have Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville facing Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the uh tag t- women's tag team championship. I'm assuming it'll be on the pre-show. Probably. Think we change with... the titles? Do you think Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville no. finally get the belts?
1: No, it'll be Alexa and Nikki. A team has to hold these belts for a while. So, and I think uh, Alexa and Nikki have a good little thing they're starting to create together. I do love that Fire and Desire actually has a tag team name. Like, they're trying
0: to make some tag teams, but... When they come out, does it say Fire and Desire? Or yes, is that just it, does. Thing? Okay. it does. Okay, I've never... I usually fast forward. Yeah, well, but I,
1: I think it'll be Nikki and uh, uh, Alexa.
2: Well, wait a minute. If they got a tag team name, then Fire Desire's my pick because it's tag team titles. You, you have to have a team name, okay? There's a reason why the Iconics actually
1: won the tag titles. Hopefully they'll be getting them back when Peyton Royce gets back from her honeymoon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Super long honeymoon that I got where there's a little break because her husband had to do this little thing called (laughs) All Out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, Corey, Alexa Bliss will probably have a new costume. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I might have to. I might have to change my pick. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, you're right. She'll cosplay right. some Disney that, character. That
2: used to be my go-to when it came to predictions. Was are they wearing a new outfit? New outfit
0: means win. But now I put pick that would. on the record. Mm-hmm. For the record. For the record. But yes, then up next we have Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. The only match for not for a championship, but it is a no DQ match.
1: I think Eric Rowan is going to win. Shenanigans Uh, or straight? Straight. I'm calling Eric Rowan clean win.
2: What's the... I'm trying to figure out the point moving... They're trying to make make him into something. Have you realized that this this whole story thing is like turned into chicken poop and they've been trying to make chicken salad out of it?
1: it, it, It's it's turned into chicken poop and they're going to try to make Eric Rowan a star out of it, which is not going to work, but that's what they're trying to do.
2: Have you been reading like how many like supposedly like like mistakes and oh yeah like things that have happened it's in bad. this whole storytelling? It's
1: bad. Uh, so it, I think uh, that they think that they just like you said they want to make chicken salad, let's at least make a new heel out of it. So Eric Rowan I think is winning clean. I'm going to go with
0: what WWE does and it's Roman Reigns. That's what they do. Well, I'm going to think Daniel Bryan. Um, <laughs> shenanigans yeah it, daniel bryan i mean i don't know i just feel like what's well, the point of involving daniel bryan in this storyline unless he had something to do with it
1: do you are you saying that he helps rowan
0: i don't know i don't oh. he might not even help rowan he might just get involved in three way. i think daniel bryan will be factored in somehow i don't know who's gonna win so i could so, probably go with eric rowan so, so to, to help fans out, so Chris's prediction for the
2: Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan <laughs> match, or Roman Reigns and Rowan match
1: is Daniel Bryan. Is
2: Daniel yeah. Bryan? So yeah. just so that you're keeping track here,
1: he gets yeah, two a, points if that actually ends up being. It's, it's a
0: no DQ match. Yeah, it, he gets he gets insane. another
1: point if that ends up happening. Jesus, yeah.
0: this isn't for the twenty four seven title guys. Come on.
1: Ooh, is that on the card?
2: No. Of course not. And he, that would have been great.
1: But it will be on the car. It will be. It's just they don't. I don't think they've ever had a planned match yet.
0: They had one. They had one like... because remember they had the mosh pit outside.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
0: God, that's what they call the lumberjacks a mosh pit. Our,
2: our truth has got to be like a thirty-seven time champ right now.
0: No, he's
1: like eighteen already.
0: No, I don't. I, I think he's getting close to Ric Flair, and then they'll make a big deal about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Then we have Becky Lynch facing Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Is Becky going to drop this title?
1: Uh, I think she is.
2: No, it's not time yet. There's no way that they're going to give it to um, Sasha Banks after her little couple months of discovering herself.
1: I think Sasha Banks does get it after discovering herself because we like to reward people who take their ball and go home
0: discover themselves Mm. yeah i'm going with sasha i think her and bailey being double champs will be fun oh well then let's talk about bailey and charlotte i think bailey's gonna win (laughs) bailey (laughs) That's my prediction no i'm going i'm going
2: charlotte even though people are on the internet are claiming that she's got that charlotte's getting punished because of her dad Nah. I'm going Charlotte because you know what? Somebody's got to beat that Flair record. And right now, with WWE and Ric Flair having a feud over the
0: catchphrase, of the man, that'd be a nice little way to stick it to him. <laughs> no, the way to stick it to him is to bring John Cena back to let him win the belt and then lose it later right. on the same night. <laughs> that'd be how you stick it to him. Yeah. I how
1: bad his hair would look unplanned like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Probably have a bowl cut.
0: Uh, but yeah, I mean, Bailey and Charlotte, I'm more excited for it after that match on Raw than I was before, but I still think Bailey, like I said, I like the idea of Sasha and Bailey walking out with the belts. I agree. And I think that you either have them both walk out or you have none of them walk out. So I think it'd be Fair more enough. appealing to have them both walk out. Then we have Shinsuke Nakamura defending his IC championship against the Miz in what could be a really good match, depending on be where good. it falls.
2: Yeah, it should be good. I mean, wrestling-wise, these guys are not bad at all. It's just, you know, it's it's sad that we both these guys haven't been used properly. But
1: they should be fighting for the world title, in my opinion. But
2: I'm just... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Miz because WWE's just got a thing for Miz and the IC belt, and eh, why not give him something?
1: I'm gonna go with Nakamura only because of the Sami Zayn storyline. I think they want to continue that, but. Um, I think it'll be a really good match.
0: I do too, but I'm going to go with Nakamura for the same reason. I just, it's what it seems like they would do. You know, I mean, they're just starting something with him. And I think getting the win over the Miz would be a big, big win for his reign. So we will see, or, you know, shenanigans, maybe Sami Zayn will win. Uh, then we have the New Day, Biggie, and Xavier Woods versus the Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I didn't even know this was a match. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know either. (laughs) Maybe it's not. This is from Wikipedia. Anybody could have added this. So, well, I'm going with the revival.
1: I am also going with the revival.
0: Who's the tag team champions? Neither one of these are tag team
1: champs. The New Day. Are they? The New Day is the SmackDown tag team champions right now. Are you sure? Yeah, because they all three had the belts, remember? Kofi and the New Day. I
0: remember that, but Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember...
1: Yeah, they have never lost it, but I think they are going to lose them to the revival, which will set up the storyline later in the night.
0: Aren't the revival raw?
1: No, the they switched over.
0: When did they switch over?
1: The wild card. And ladies and gentlemen,
0: this is what I call thirty-seven.
2: <laughs>
1: this is thirty-seven.
0: All right, I can't even tell you revival will win. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even know who the tag, SmackDown tag team champs were. But Revival, no, I'm going to look it up later, but they're raw superstars. This is They stupid. are raw
1: superstars that have been playing the wild card rule for the last four weeks.
0: Lame.
2: Guys, Chris is a 37-year-old that's confused right now.
1: Where am I? Thank God you have a 33-year-old to keep things in line.
2: <laughs> you don't have to rub that in our face, dude. One day you're yeah. going to get to this age, and you're going to fall apart too, and you're going to have to, you know... Except the
0: fact you
1: can't catch a football. And... Oh, I accepted that fact years ago.
0: <laughs> I really thought you were going to tell me that you ran into the uh, goalpost.
2: Now, at this <laughs> point... Hey, were, you
0: I... wearing, were you at least wearing your Al Bundy Polkai
1: shirt while you're doing all this?
2: No, they didn't give me my jersey yet, little
0: punks. <laughs> now they never will. I, I, I may not get the jersey. Darn it. Uh, we J- do have...
1: practice squad. <laughs>
0: We do have a cruiserweight championship match: Drew G- Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo versus Lince Dorado. I can't even tell you. Gulak. Okay,
1: I'm going to go with Drew Gulak because I like his last name. It sounds like goulash.
0: Gulak. I'm going with Drew Gulak because
2: I can't say the names of the other two. So,
1: it, hey, it, it, you know, just fun fact though, it does feel like the cruiserweights are being treated a lot better right now. Or I'm sorry, the luchadors. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Grand Metalik had an amazing match with Mysterio. Oh yeah, that was I'm sure. That is I, true. I think I think they put this Lucha House Party to rest, which was thank god cuz that's awful for all three of them. So you know,
0: the commentators still talked about it, so. Oh, hey, wait well. a minute. My son
2: loves the Lucha House Party.
1: Mexican he New Day. Him. He
2: loves he loves doing the <laughs> Lucha Lucha. Oh, I
1: I find it offensive.
2: You you don't get it, Ed. It's, it's for offensive. the offensive.
1: It's Mexican new. We're not
0: the age demographic
1: that they're. I looking triggered. For. I'm triggered right now thinking
0: about it. Does anybody know if Rey Mysterio is injured from that when he caught uh, <laughs> Grand Metalik with his, with head? his head? That looked probably, brutal. God,
1: that looked bad. They probably had this like beautiful storyline where he won the title in a year, and now he really is going to have to retire
0: <laughs> of this one match because Grand Metalik <laughs> fell on his head. Yeah, that looked nasty, man. He just fell, and he just Ray's body just crumpled, and his, <laughs> that dude's weight just all went on his neck, all sideways. I was like, "Oh, that would have killed me." Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship is up next. Kofi Kingston. I think we all agree on that.
2: God, why, why, why do you sound all
1: creepy
0: with that, Kofi Kingston? Which just, I really, with my just prediction, just bring him is... back down, bring him down. We're approaching the end of the show now, so now we gotta calm it I... down.
1: What I predict happens, and I hope it happens is that Kofi Kingston ends up winning that New Day loses their tag team titles, and on Tuesday on SmackDown or on the first episode on Fox, the New day turns on Kofi Kingston, setting up your storyline into mania season.
2: I like it. I hold on while we talk about mania season that is
1: that is too soon well, because you could stretch that all the way into mania. Okay.
2: Do, you, hate do it. you do you think? <laughs> hold on. Do you think these Morlocks will be able to handle a storyline starting now all the way to freaking Mania? Sure, with multiple yes. feuds. Dude, you're a 33 year old man. Remember, we're talking about the people younger
1: than you. I feel right? like yeah. I mean Gene right now because I've been holding the microphone all night. And I feel like I've yeah, just been interviewing it, it, you two.
2: It, it, it's it's awfully weird. Yeah, you know, watching you hold the mic. I mean, usually you
0: guys hide your mic and yeah. And then we have Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Team Rudolph. Team Rudolph versus Rollins and Strowman. That's right. Mr. Fitness said that, so I'm going
2: Team Rudolph.
0: I'm also going to go with Team Rudolph. I'm going Rollins and Strowman.
2: Mm. Because I want them to make a shirt that says it.
0: It'll Will it be happen.
1: blue and pink?
0: Would it light up? I hope so. Sure, I mean, that kind of stuff can happen. You know, lead the way. We'll say, follow me, and it'll be a big red bulb. <laughs>
1: Someone said they should be called the Glorious Show-Offs, and I thought that was a great name. No, Team
2: Rudolph. Mm. Come on, people. Don't yeah. you get it? Of course.
0: Of Rude course we do. Off. And then our main event... <laughs> Seth Rollins defending his championship against his tag team partner, Braun Strowman.
1: I'm going with Seth freaking Rollins.
0: Yeah. Just give just stack up another win for Braun Strowman. Or another loss. What what side are you on, Chris? I mean, you're confusing yourself. Stack um, up another loss for Braun Strowman. Seth Rollins. Uh
2: c- c- you know what? I'm going to just be the oddball here. I'm I'm going. I'm going to go Braun Strowman, and I'm going to add to that that Bray Wyatt is going to be responsible.
1: That would be cool, because storyline-wise, I would love to see how they make that a good storyline between those two. Because like I said last week, you have a lot of unanswered questions about Braun Strowman, his exit out of the Wyatt family. It was never explained. So I really hope if they go that route, that's what we get.
2: Because think about it. Bray Wyatt has had a uh, reasoning behind each person he's attacked. Like, it's something with something that happened in the past. So, when you look at Strowman versus, you know, Strowman and Rollins, which one, I mean, granted, yeah, the Wyatt family and the S.H.I.E.L.D. did face each other. So, I mean, he could tie in that, but I think Strowman would be interesting because he was part of that faction. right.
0: So I think that that would be the route to go. Maybe it is. Maybe it is, and we will find out this Sunday only on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine, and soon to be fourteen ninety nine if you want the bonus they, features, which supposedly is going to launch in January. Mm. Yes, that sir. The rumored, the rumor is coming out that January will get tears so on the wow. WWE Network. Are
2: you guys getting higher tiers or are you staying low? Staying
1: Staying low low. to the ground. You're shaking your heads. I'm totally going.
2: You know what? When I go upper tier, I'm going to rub it in your face, all these little perks I get, and I'm going to let you know every one of them. (laughs) I hope
0: so. I
1: hope you get so much free swag, like Zuba pants. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I got some pants. Some WWE Zuba pants, man. I get to wear them. I get to wear them to the gym at
0: 4 a.m. Everyone gives me weird looks. Taking selfies and showing everyone that I ran. And by everyone, he just means
1: weird (laughs) Steve who works out on the weight machine at 4 a.m. with him. Hey, Hey, you know
2: what? Take my picture. He's got a needle nose mustache. There are people that give me weird looks when I try to do selfies There's
0: people in the gym at 4 in the morning?
2: God, dude. There was the same people at the gym. I'm telling you, that's legit. You want to talk about dedicated people? Weird Steve and the boys. uh, (laughs) Man, (laughs) it's hardcore. Is better than the stupid teenagers that are coming in the afternoon peak time and, you know, spending more time grunting, looking at the mirror. Are you are you the youngest one? Um, I don't think so. There's there's another girl I've never talked to her, but she looks like she's uh, younger than me. I'm
0: curious. I thought about it. My gym opens up at four and I was like, hmm, maybe I should go run. Or take a picture of myself like sleeping on the treadmill and post it
2: just to just do a mock. Just, just to mock, mock you of
0: what I do just to mock Corey's or you way just get hammered.
2: God, what are you doing <laughs> with the
1: hammer, Ed? It's just here because this room's in chaos. All uh, right. We have this fallen off the rails. Chris, Chris is
0: editing this part out. No, I'm not perfect. He's too lazy. I right. am too lazy. And that's going to wrap it up for the only episode 43 of one, two, three. Yes. Wrestling. There will ever be. You guys good.
1: Yeah, I'm good. Good week, guys. I'm good. Champions Uh, is a Sunday. Hope we have a good show.
0: We will talk about it next week. And remember, we'll also have a new episode of NXT. That'd be live on USA for at least one hour next week. So who knows? what's going to happen in the world of wrestling. But until next time, it's been a pleasure. See you when next we time. get together. There it is.